Hello again, church. Thank you for taking another few minutes to think about what church is, uh, what the Bible says about church, and what that means for our local church today and for God's vision for our future. Uh, I hope God's been continuing to inspire you and to teach you, even apart from any of these conversations, just more and more what it means to be a part of his body, his church, his bride. So as we have the past few times, I'd like to introduce a thought, a concept, one word that can help us think about what church is and what it should be. And this word kind of ties together all the previous words, all these thoughts. Uh, the word is together. Not apart, not alone, not isolated, not individualistic, you know, together. And the reason this ties everything that we've talked about together is because we could think about all the different elements of church that we've already discussed, be it balance between loving God and loving our neighbor, uh, progression, multiplication, connection, all these things. Um, we could think about them individualistically, and I know that I fall into this trap way too often. It might be kind of an American mentality, like, what am I supposed to do? What should I do? How do I do this? Okay, so love God. How am I supposed to love God? i got to start doing that. How do I love my neighbor? Okay, I've got to start doing that. Um, how do I serve people to lead them to Christ? Okay, I've got to start doing that. Okay, how am I going to multiply? It's just all sort of self-focused in a way that the Bible challenges us to go deeper than that. And so I, you, we, everyone who's a part of the church needs to constantly be reminded that we are meant to be together. Worship the Lord, love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul and strength and mind together. Love God together. Don't just love God on your own. Love God with others, with brothers and sisters in Christ. Love God together. Love your neighbor. Serve those people around you. Do anything you can together. Don't just serve your neighbor on your own. Don't just help out a neighbor, meet a friend, find some way to serve on your own. Do it together. Connection. Progression. Don't just seek, who can I lead to Christ to bring, who can we love into relationship with Jesus? Multiplication, you know, who can I connect with? You know, who can we connect with? Who can we serve? Who can we love? But if we're not careful, we just start self-identifying as if we are the one that's supposed to do it alone versus we are the ones that are supposed to do it together. The Bible uses concepts like the people of God, the nation of Israel. <clears throat> Jesus had 12 disciples together. Father, Son, Spirit, Trinity, community, together. Uh, the early church, church, body, together. One of the things that I think can steer us away from this, and this is what I want us to challenge to, us to like be careful with, is even when we look at passages in the Bible, um, like where Paul talks about the body of Christ, he says, you know, how can the mouth exist without the foot? Or can the hand say that I don't need you foot because it's different? And so we look at the parts of the body, and again, the sort of lens that we look at the world through, maybe it's an American lens, I don't know, I can just speak from my own experience, look at it and say, oh, then I must be the hand or the foot. Even that is sort of thinking of ourselves too highly. So that means that what, one person in each family could be the one who speaks on behalf of Christ? You're the mouth? 
one person is the one who serves? No, when I look at the hand, I don't even just see one thing here. I see fingers, I see skin, I see a palm, there's bones, there's ligaments, there's joints, there's blood vessels. Like this, the hand is not just a hand. A hand up is made of all these parts that together serve in this way. So, you know, if someone has a teaching ministry in a church, like a pastor, it's not different than a Sunday school teacher or different than a parent teaching their child at home. It's part of the teaching ministry, part of the mouth of Christ. And each of us is a part of the mouth of Christ. This mouth isn't one part. There's the tongue and the lips and the palate and the taste buds. and It all combines to be the mouth of Christ. It's the we and it's together. So if we would just look at that passage, we kind of feel like, oh, I'm the feet of Christ, I go. I'm going to do foreign missions, maybe. I'm the hands of Christ. I serve at the homeless shelter, maybe. You know, I'm the mouth of Christ, and so I teach or I preach, maybe. Instead of saying, I'm part of the mouth of Christ. I'm part of those who all are called to serve and speak the words of Christ or carry the message of Christ to foreign countries or to our neighbor next door. And this concept of us doing it together, I think, is critical. Because if you look at some of other of Paul's letters where he talks about the body, he doesn't do it, he doesn't do it in such a, an isolated, distinct fashion as he does there in his letters to the church at Corinth. For example, in his letters to uh, Colossae, the Christians in that early church, he said, the entire body has to grow up into the head, which is Christ. And as we stay connected to Christ through each ligament and each joint, the body is nourished and knit together so that it can grow. So all of a sudden now we don't just have a hand and a foot, we have the ligaments that bind it together. Are you a ligament part of a hand that can keep a hand together? As we come together, are we nourishing one another? A hand, if it's cut off, is not nourished by blood supply from the body, from the heart. And if the whole body is severed from the head, we're not growing up into Christ. We're not led by his mind, his heart, his thoughts. The body is meant to be us together. Jesus says, abide in me, for apart from me, you can do nothing. And so we're supposed to be learning this dependence, learning this mutuality, this interdependence, rather than this isolationism. And I see it all the time. I see it in myself. I see it in other ministry leaders. They're given a task, and it's sort of like, snip! <laughs> Instead of being part of that body of Christ, they now feel like, in isolation, they need to make sure that that body part operates at full functionality. What about the whole body coming together to serve? What about the whole body coming together to speak. Now we're getting to this mutuality where we all grow up together into Christ. Now, obviously, this applies to me specifically and to people who have been called by God into the role of pastor. So what does it mean to be a pastor? Then? Are you the mouth of Christ? Because am I the mouth of Christ? Because I stand up on a Sunday and I can preach a sermon? No, I'm part of the mouth and the teaching ministry of this body of Christ, but I am not the sole mouth of Christ. Sometimes small children <clears throat> have the profound wisdom that us adults lack. And when they speak, it's the voice of God. They are in that moment joining the ministry, the teaching ministry of the church, through their simple but profound wisdom. I am just a believer. I am a Christian. I just follow Jesus. And so he's given me certain gifts. And I enjoy teaching. I enjoy music. I enjoy leadership. Those are part of my giftings and things that God has called me to. But the role of pastor is not just about me being part of one of these or several of these ministries of the church. The role of pastor is actually more like a doctor 
outside of the body who looks at the body overall and says, are we healthy? And I find myself as a believer putting myself in the body as I also step out in my role as pastor and saying, is the teaching ministry of New Hope healthy? Are we teaching our children, our adults, our discipleship curriculum, all the things we do in the music that we sing on Sundays? Is it healthy? Is it spiritually healthy? Danny and I, as the elders of the church, are given this kind of role that's distinct from our identity. But let's not think that some are the ones who do music and some are the ones who teach kids and some are the ones... No, we're all together serving. Together we love God. Together we love our neighbor. Together we serve those around us. Together we lead people to Christ. And my role as the pastor, that calling that's above and beyond just my part of the body, it's to say, can I know enough from Scripture about how the different parts of the body are supposed to work to then look at them and say, are they healthy? You know, if you have a hand and four of the fingers are fine and one is broken, the hand is not healthy. This part is broken. And for this hand to really function well, the doctor needs to be able to know this is what a hand is supposed to do and this is how we can address that wound and how we can help it gain health. But the hand is not for itself. The hand is for the body and it's all growing up into the mind. And the hand itself is a collection of people of God called together for a purpose. And so I find myself on both parts of this, challenging us as a body to say, which part of the body are we together with? But also, as the role of pastor, am I a part of the body in the places I need to be? Am I healthy? Are we healthy? So the pastor isn't the one who's sort of like many parts of the body. He's the teaching ministry of the church, and he's the hands of the church, and the feet of the church. No, as a called child of God, I'm just a part of the body. But the role that I've been called to is to look at the body and say, are we healthy? And healthy is together. Together is healthy. There is no healthy, dismembered body. It doesn't exist. And that's the thought that I want to challenge us with. Any vision we have for the future has to be together. Any vision for us as leaders together, we have to be leading together. Any vision for us as congregation has to be people bonded together in friendship and in service and in ministry. And I think about Jesus, you know, he had the 12. He, they were together and he had his three, his closest people who he brought into the most intimate moments of his life. So I ask you, are you together? Or are you maybe a part of a church in a loose way? So you come to church or you attend meetings, but you're not together then God's vision for you and for me is that we would be together in the things that we do. How's your spiritual life? How are you doing with God? If the first thing you think is, oh, I got to read my Bible more, I got to pray more, I got to do this more, like, well, who are you doing that with? Who are you going to read your Bible more with? Is it your spouse? Is it your children? Is it someone from church? Is it a coworker? Who's it going to be with? Because if it's just an individualistic idea of what you need to do alone with God, then it's not together. And it's a dismembered approach to faith. We're not meant to do it on our own. In all of creation, you know, Genesis 1, God says, this is good, this is good, this is good, this is good. The only thing he said was not good is for man to be alone, man or woman to be alone. We're not meant to operate in isolation from Christ or from one another. Together is better. Together is church. Together is going to be God's vision for what our church needs to become. So I just ask you, who are you together with? Who are your twelve? The people that you're very close to, who are your three? The people that know your heart, that you can say anything to, and that build you up in your faith. What are the things God's calling you to do? 
It's calling you to serve. Who will you serve with? You have people on your heart that you're hoping to lead to Christ. Who will you love them together with? So it's not just you. Not just on your own. Who are your closest? Who is your team? Who is your group? And are we together? So my challenge for you, my challenge for myself, and looking at our church as the doctor, as the, the role of pastor, to say, are we spiritually healthy? I think we need more together. I think we need more connection. Because as the ligaments and the joints bind our body together, we're going to be nourished, and we're going to be strengthened, we're going to be knit together, and we're going to grow. We're going to grow up into Christ, who is the head. So please be praying about who you are together with and take steps today even to reach out to those people and make that connection happen.